You're listening to Blind Guy Talks Tech, your daily accessible tech podcast. Now, here's that blind guy himself, Stephen Scott. Oh, hello. Welcome to another Blind Guy Talks Tech. I am Stephen Scott, and uh, I'm that blind guy. The other blind guy is Sean Priest. Hello. Hello, are we the blind Anton Deck? Yeah, I think oh, we it's are. Beautiful. We were just we were just limbering up there with an old watch us wreck the mic. Watch us wreck the mic. <laughs> Psych! Oh, oh that was beautiful. almost beautiful. Almost amazing. Ah, a fatter Anton Deck. Oh. What could be better? We're Hello, back. how are you? We're back. We've had a couple of days off. We're refueled. Mm. Well, I am anyway. I don't know about you. I certainly feel refueled. I need to stop with the crisps and chocolate, right? I mean, it's getting Everything. ridiculous. Yeah. I just, just had two bacon and egg sandwiches, and I regret nothing. Oh, I, I just can't. Not at this time. You know, maybe after 12. And it, that's actually very handy, because where I live, that's the only time they deliver, is after 12. So Hang on. Hang on. Wait. Are you saying you can't have a bacon sandwich at this time, which is the morning, Well, but you can have crisps, chocolate, and drink no 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 so here's the thing right i'm very yeah i am very i'm very much a plane taking off when it comes to eating right so it takes a long time for me to get eating that's the plane going mm. down the runway uh and then the liftoff part is kind of around lunchtime that's usually when i start to eat something and then by the time i get to the sky i am eating mm. everything in sight um cool that's an airplane analogy for you for eating yep. i think that's actually quite impressive for this time of the day i think that was terrible. Okay, we do thanks. need a jingle. Another Stephen Scott analogy. Thank you. <laughs> I'll get Rob on that. He'll do that. <laughs> yeah, he will. Ah, do you know, so today we've got some work getting done to the house. And it's funny, isn't it? When you've got someone in and um, you have to tell them what you do. It's so oh. weird, isn't it? Because it's like most people, it's like I'm working from home. And they're like, okay, fine. And, you know, and the thing is, people get Zoom meetings. They get Teams meetings. But when you do this kind of thing, it's a bit weird because obviously we're sitting here giggling and laughing like children, um, mm-hmm. screaming and yep. shouting like maniacs, you know. And and you know that, that's and that's before we record. <laughs> I've got that on my CV. That's, that's my special skills, <laughs> that's my speciality. <laughs> um, but it's so weird when you tell people I do, I do podcasts. I'm like, oh yeah, and and most people think one of two things. You know, they either think that you're on Joe Rogan, or they think that you are. <laughs> Um, Rogan Josh. Talking to, um, just to your mum. <laughs> just absolute garbage. Uh, you're just bedroom <laughs> FM, which is, you know, I guess this probably is, this is not far yeah, off the truth. Wrong with that? Yeah, exactly. But um, no, it's fine. I can't do it. I, I haven't got used to it. I, I've had the builders rain. And then I said, okay, listen, just give me 20 minutes. Because you can't tell them not to do anything, right? No, exactly. When you're recording like we're recording now, you just say, okay, look, I'm recording. If you can just try and I can't be around for a bit, so just try and keep it down. I, I think that's all right. And usually they're fine. But I had them around and I said, for 20 minutes, okay, I've got to do a live spot now. And uh, I really can't answer any questions. Don't knock on my door. Don't knock on the shed door for 20 minutes. And still they're, uh, oh, just can you, uh, I just got a yeah. problem with it. So, I'm waiting to go, and then I had to say, look, I'm doing a live spot, and it's on TV, and it makes me feel like such an idiot. It makes me, I'm so embarrassed. I'm on TV doing a live spot here. Can you just give me some time? It's so funny, because what you're talking about, of course, is the AMI TV live spot that we do to promote Double Tap Canada, or Double Tap TV every week. And, uh, of course, people here in the UK won't see that. Uh, That's no bad thing, trust me. Um, But... (laughs) You know, if you're in Canada and you're you're watching us on the TV, we're on with um, Dave Brown in the morning, 
uh, sometimes on a Thursday or a Monday, depending on what slot we're doing. And yeah, you're right. It's, and it's, the, it's only 10 minutes, but it's the hardest yeah. 10 minutes of my life because <sighs> it's like playing whack-a-mole with uh, Lady A, with the family, with the phone yeah. ringing, with devices going off. And, you know, you spend the time going through all the devices and you think you've got them all. Just talk about timing. My, my, my computer just said screensaver right there. You are just taking the mic now. That's voiceover taking the mic. It's Tim Cook in here. Um, They're always listening. Uh, yeah, exactly. They're not kidding. But it's so funny, right? Because you always get an interruption just like that. You think, I'd, honestly, you think I'd timed that perfectly. Um, had nothing to do with me. But the thing is that my wife, I will always say to her, look, just for these 10 minutes, don't come in. It's, it's just. And there was actually one occasion she came in during the live session. And I just turned mm-hmm. around and said, I was on TV and I said, oh, my wife's just walked in. You're now live to Canada. And she ran. And I'll tell you, that is <laughs> that is a solution to the problem because she's never that come in since. the best way. Doesn't uh, even come I in know. when I'm recording this now. <laughs> she just doesn't come in at all. <laughs> oh, exactly. She just stays well out of the way because she thinks I'm not coming anywhere near that. <sighs> it, I, I just haven't got over that embarrassment yet of, excuse me, I'm recording. I just feel like, oh, don't be so pompous. But at the same time, you you know, you got to record something. You don't want people coming in yeah. all the time. It's tricky. Well, it's tricky, and you know, we try and we try and do one take because it's easier for us, and obviously, it makes more sense. And it's kind of the way I've done it. I've done live radio my whole life, so you know, you never had a second take. Um, yeah, that was always a weird thing. Whenever you recorded shows, because you had the option to record again, you would always record again. You would always say, ah, you know, "I'll just do that again." But if you actually were live, yes. you had no way around it. So, this is real, and this is raw, guys. This is not edited. Well, except that bit. Um, yeah. <laughs> and maybe that bit. <laughs> and maybe, maybe we'll take that out as well. That laugh was a bit conceited. I think we'll get rid of that. Uh, but yes, today on the podcast, we are going to be talking about washing machines. <gasps> Sexy. Well, I like it. You know Washing what? machines. This has come up time and time. You've said it on the show. In fact, you were one of the, the proponents of this um, way mm-hmm. back when we talked about, you know, You technology. thought I was joking. Yeah. No, I, I think this is great. Yes. Technology is not in accessible, the right? I mean, you go into a Curry's yep. and you look at all the stuff that's in there and you think right what's accessible and i would say when you think about computers you think about televisions you think about well, most of the stuff that's in there now it, most of it's accessible right most of it has some form of accessibility until you get into the kitchen part and those i mean i don't know if you call them white goods anymore because they actually come in all kinds of different colors now don't they but essentially kitchen silver appliances yes yeah, yeah. silver yep um, yellow and red now as well. It's wild. You got all these different colours. Yeah, I saw one. A red fridge. I'd love a red fridge. <gasps> the Smeg one. Changed my mind. I want one. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and those kind of old style Smeg. I love all that, but they're bloody expensive. Um, yeah. No, forget, no, forget that. Forget it. So I'll stick I'm with a Becca. I, I'm exactly yeah. the same. I, do you know what? I'll tell you something. Right? People love to slam these brands, but do you know what? it is the best fridge I've ever had and freezer. I've got a chest freezer. In the in the outside um, shed, and it, I swear to God, it is the best. It it just doesn't. I say this, and of course, now it'll fail. But it's never it's failed. <laughs> never failed to me. Never I had a problem. Man, I always you got to change them after like five, six years all the time. Anyway, I don't honestly don't care. I yeah, I just buy what I can afford at the time. Yeah, I, I must admit though, I do quite like that some of the double doored American style fridges with you know like a drinks dispenser in the door and all that. Uh, they're they're yeah. cool, but it's more to go wrong, though, isn't it? That's the problem with these things. And you know, if you think about the yeah. touchscreen ones, I mean, that was five grand or something for the Samsung one with the big touchscreen on the outside. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm sorry, that's just crazy. But they stick a tablet it, on it. It, with it actually a bit of has tech. got TalkBack in it. That was the fun thing. I was like, it has TalkBack yeah, yeah. in it. But 
why? <laughs> what am I going to do with it? I'm going to use my phone, <laughs> yeah. so why would I use that? I, I just, I don't know. Yeah, seems bizarre to me. There's some sometimes things can be just a bit too smart. I think that's the problem. Things can, the technology can sometimes get a bit too smart for itself, and you don't need a lot of that stuff. You know, I mean, a fridge is a fridge. Bit like the bit like the smart cane. I would say controversially, <sighs> I'm sure, but wow, yeah. A cane is just a cane. I read an article about this. Funnily enough, actually, we're going to be talking to someone about this very topic soon. Um, actually, someone who suggested that the smart cane was ableist. Now, I have to say, when I hear about this, I, when I hear that word being used, I often, my back goes up a little bit because I often think, oh, here we go. What, what, what's ableist now? You know, sometimes these words that get used in so many wrong contexts. But actually, mm-hmm. when, but, you know, when you read past the headline, it's a really interesting article. Do you know what? We'll post it uh, onto our Twitter feed and people can have a read at it because I want to get this contributor on because it was a really interesting article about how this idea that there's something wrong with the cane that needs to be fixed, which interestingly is exactly the way society feels about disabled people, right? There's always an attempt <laughs> yeah. to try and fix it. And it's like, well, what's wrong mm. with the smart or the white cane? Um and I think that's a good well, point. I don't know if we need. I do. I don't think we need it. I. I don't see the value in a smart cane because the ones I've tried, as good as they are, they often give you so much information that you kind of are overloaded and you can't really differentiate what's what's you know actually coming through the cane, through the ball yeah, or the tip. That's, you know what I mean? I tell you what it is for me. I, yeah. I, no, absolutely right. So the last however few months, I can't see the parked cars on the pavement anymore. Mm. All that's gone. So, I am finding more the uh, the 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 surprising joy that is a parked car suddenly appearing in front of you. Right? <laughs> so I was thinking, you know, because I, I just follow the curb. That's that's how I navigate right here. All the lampposts are on the inside of the pavement in my area, so it's great. I can just follow the curb like a scale electric car, and everything is beautiful, <laughs> except for the cars that are parked on the over the curb. So I was thinking, you know what, if this stick of mine just had a sonar pointing directly in front that would you know vibrate when there was a a blockage in front of it like a car that was that would be all i i needed and i thought well that, isn't that exactly what the we walk and other canes like that do and offer and it kind of is but it seems to be trying to go over to offer more than that like mm. overhanging branches and you know going through the app and i'm just thinking you know what i would just like a, a little vibrating sonar that just points straight ahead and says well Wait a minute, you're getting close to something. It's probably a car in front of you. Actually, I think that would be a handy addition, but I don't know if there is anything out there that does that. Well, the only thing I can think of off the bat, not for the cane, but is the Sunu band. That's the closest I can think of. Well, that's what I thought. Can I um, nick Stevens' band and just sort of sellotape it to my <laughs> white stick? <laughs> I, I don't see why not. Yeah, I mean, well, you could try it. Um, no, that's, that's a bit ridiculous. I'm assuming just wearing it on your wrist would do the same thing that I'm trying to achieve, is, which is, you know, find those pesky parked cars. But um, yeah, I, I just I, I just think the cane, the cane's great, right? And you you turned me on to the cane, Stephen Scott. It was you. And now I can't I can imagine not not using it. I think it's just, it's one of these things. I mean, you know, when I met you, you were kind of bumbling around and you were doing your, you know, what I call your <laughs> Sean Priest language, thing. Yeah, language. No, no, it's right. It, you were, you were stumbling it, and bumbling all over the place. Stumbling and bumbling. And, I was and you know, you just needed a cane. That was it. And, you know, just, I mean, I, I know that I probably broke several 
rules, as my wife would tell me, um, but just sort of throwing a cane at you and saying, just going to use this because my shoulder's getting sore. Um, yes. I'm not carrying you anymore, Sean Priest. It's time for you to ah, walk pig- alone. <laughs> it was the piggybacks that were getting on your nerves. <laughs> it's getting ridiculous. I can't walk. It's no wonder I've got three hernias. But it was just like, you know, it comes a point where you think, no, this is good, and, and it would be good if you learned it. And look, I get it because you and I, we met, actually over the conversation of the, the white cane. That was really what kind of, I guess, clicked for us because we talked about the fact we were way, way back when we inter- I interviewed you for some show I was doing at the time. I remember we had a co- whole conversation about this and it was the, around the, I was at, the, at that stage of using the white cane to the point where I would enter my street and then I'd fold up the white cane yes. and yep. put it in my bag so the neighbours wouldn't exactly. see me. I mean, how vain. When I think back, how ridiculous know, yeah, that yeah. was. Absolutely. But that's looking back. I was exactly the same. I would wait until I got on the tram and then, oh, okay, it's safe now. I can get my white. What was I thinking? Because looking back now, what an absolute idiot. But at that time, it made absolute sense. And I could not bring myself to use the white cane. Vanity, embarrassment, shame, guilt. I don't know what it was, but I just know it was absolutely ridiculous. And I am much happier now. Yeah, that's it. And I think that's the point, right? That it's we know ourselves, we know because we've been through it, the the challenges of, of getting over the... You know, I've had this conversation so many times with various people and we talk about denial. There's that stage of denial. And it is like grief. You know, there was it the seven stages of grief or whatever it is, you know, the yep. anger, anger and... Denial. Yeah, and yeah, all these things. Else. And it is, we go through all we this. We only know two. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I go between denial and anger most of the days. That's, yeah. I just flip between those two. I'm quite lazy. Even even in grief, I'm lazy. Um, but no, I, I do. I, I went through the anger. Um, I Denial, I don't know. Maybe I did. I mean, I suppose you don't know, I guess. That's maybe the thing about denial. I don't know if I went through it necessarily. I know in, I, I felt that because I had come through my whole life with a visual impairment and been okay, and interestingly, the first the thing that actually led me to use the white cane wasn't what happened in 2017 because I was using the cane before that. The The reason I ended up switching to the cane and deciding to go for it was, I was I'll never forget this, I was walking down this main street in Glasgow. There's a big shopping street called Buchanan Street. And that's the kind of main shopping thoroughfare, right? It's like a, they call it the style mile, you know, some garbage oh. that the council come up with to promote it. And, um, you know, it was it was a really, you know, big, long street. And I was marching down it. And I would swear, I would give money to somebody if they had asked me the question, okay, this street has got a, a barrier in it and, and I can see it. Uh, what can you see? I would say I can see it as a clear street. It's just as a clear street. There's nothing in front of me. Yep. And I marched on down that street and I walked headfirst into a big set of railings and the building site. And I just went bang right into it. Yep. To the point, you know, where people were running over and were like, are you all right? <laughs> you, you just walked straight into that wall. <laughs> That wall. I mean, it I was, it was a railing, but and I'm like, yeah, I'm just testing it. Just testing it. It is secure. It is definitely secure. This is this area is fine for pedestrians. You know, could somebody Nobody take me to a hospital? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was it. That was what started it because I thought I can't trust my eyes anymore, and that's a frightening thing because if you believe in your head what you're seeing is what you're seeing, yep, and then you realise it's not, that's frightening. Yep. The eyes lie, correct. Yeah. You've got to think, okay, all right. But as you said, yeah, I don't want to go, I don't want to go into, uh, oh, it's all emotional again. I, I, it's just that I am happier now, right? And it's as simple as that. And Embrace I hear people say that all the time. I know. 
just just use your cane. It's going to make so much, and you, you know, it's a bit like switching to the screen reader on a computer, right? At whatever point you do it, you're going to do it. You're going to decide for yourself. But it, you know, it does. It, it's just so much easier. I, I I'll say this as well, and I, and I think for someone listening, I know we have people who are. I know people listen to this who are in the angry phase. I know because I've had the conversations, either on Clubhouse or by email with some people who have emailed in, and you know. I know a lot of people love when we get into this kind of stuff because it really does hit home to so many people. And I think people need to hear that other people feel that way, right? We feel this way. Mm-hmm. It's not unique. And, you know, if you are feeling angry, that's okay. Um, I've met so many people over the years who don't understand their anger. They don't understand why they feel so angry. Why am I angry all the time? And it's like, because something something fundamental has been taken away from you. And, you know, I feel there's two conversations happening at once, and it's very difficult. And I understand this because, on one hand, if you go on Twitter, or you got, and I spend a lot of time on Twitter, so you read people saying, "My disability is a problem caused by other people, or, or essentially society's problem." This social model people talk about, right? Um, and you know, therefore, you know, my disability—it's not a disability for me. It's you know, it's, I, and I have a great life, and I'm proud to be disabled, and I'm happy to be. Disabled. And I think that that doesn't ring true for people who are new to disability. I can't speak for all disabilities. I can speak for blindness. For blindness, I think there's a lot of people who just struggle with that. And I, I struggled with it. I really, really struggled by with hearing people talk well, I about still do. how I proud they are. It at all. No, and I'm like, well, I don't know what I'd be proud of. That's the problem. I, I mean, I hear people talk about this pride of blindness. I, I don't know what you're to be proud of, right? I mean, it's, it's not, I didn't do anything. I didn't bleach out my own eyes. <sighs> I, what am I proud of? That's why I don't. I don't understand that 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 side of it. I, maybe I'm not looking at it properly. I don't. I don't know. That would be funny, wouldn't it? Um, but I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't feel. I that. get what you're saying. Yeah, I, but, but then I, again, that's I can, my point I, because people who are new to blindness who are coming to this and they are feeling that they're losing something and they're going through those emotions. We have to make people realise that's actually part of the process. That that you know this idea. It's almost being fostered that disability isn't really a thing. It's like we, it's this kind of constant hypocrisy of disability. I'm proud of being disabled. I'm proud. I'll tell everyone I'm disabled. I'm not a person with a disability. I'm a disabled person. Disability pride, all that stuff. And then they tell you, but you know, it's not a disability because society's making me disabled. So really, it's not a disability. Well, what is it? Is it a disability or is it not? And yeah, it's such a mixed yeah. message for people who are coming to this. Because when you, you, you know, you're, you're feeling in one hand, God, I'll never be able to do enough to feel like that person. And I felt like this, you know, we, I talk about the super blind thing, right? And it really sometimes irritates me when I hear, and actually, I'll be honest, it's not often come from other blind people. Sometimes it has, but most of the time I've excited people do this to me where they say, well, you say you can't do this, but, you know, he did it or she did it. So if they can do it, mm-hmm. you can do it. And I'm like, I had this conversation once around using Jaws, and I turned to the person and I said, can you drive? Yes. Can you drive a lorry? No. But hang on, there's a guy out there that can drive a lorry. So why can't you drive a lorry? You can Mm -hmm. drive, right? And I was trying to use this point of, just think a little bit here. Okay, we can have similar skills, but we are all at different places. And, you know, some people are further up the the road than others, and some people aren't. And that's okay. But I, I don't know, I just... I think it's such a mixed message, and I get, you know, the thing about it is, it doesn't anger me at all, because I understand it from all sides. I understand the people who are living really good, happy lives, and they just want to celebrate that, and I absolutely don't want to take that away from them, because 
Yeah, why would you? Exactly. We are all, it's great. We're all working to make this. But what I guess I'm just trying to make a smoother runway for people who, back to the plane analogy, smoother runway to just get people <laughs> comfortable. Not, it's a hard word to say, I know. But at some point you do have to get comfortable with this. And today may not be the day. And it probably won't. If you're feeling, like right now, if you feel like you want to pick up your podcast player and smash it off a wall because of don't me saying it. this well don't do that no that wouldn't be good no um unless it's well just email steve unless it's a google directly. home in which case just go for it um <laughs> but get an amazon echo and you're like get a home pod you know come on <sighs> stop it but look am i talking out of a google home thing wow that's weird um but i just think you know what don't don't do that but do accept the fact that today's not the day you're going to feel that but you will get there you will uh, like we did, we were really, we really struggled with the white cane. We really did. And it took a yep. long time for me, even though I needed it, even though it was going to save my life, even though it would stop me getting hit by a bus, I yep. still refused to use it. And that's crazy. Yep. But that is the mindset that sometimes we're in. And it takes time to get over that. And now, yeah, bit by bit, I feel this is the way it is. I've learned through my life, and the only way I can put this is from my experience, it's a day by day, bit by bit. Every single small victory leads you to the big victory, which is acceptance. Um, that would be my take on it. I thought we were talking about yeah. washing machines today. What happened? What, I know, that I, look, I, we're washing our dirty I'm, laundry. No, I'm a little bit wary about. Oh no, they've gone into their their blindness uh, self stories again. So I don't want to. No, look, people, no listen. But, but the emails, it's, the emails it's tell me that that people like hearing about this, and you know we're real and we're raw here, right? That's what it is about. We tell it as it yes. is from our perspectives. Now, look. Are we wrong in some things? I'm sure we are. Do people have different experiences? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Do you know what? That's what the email is for. You can send us a voice message. You can get in touch. You can share your story if you want to. You don't have to. I know there are people who listen to this show. I mentioned Kevin, the receptionist at Site Scotland yesterday, who who I met, and he was saying Hello, he Kev. listened. Hi, Kev. He, um, he was telling me, he says, I'm one of your silent listeners. I haven't quite plucked up the courage to email in. Do you know what? You don't have to email in. Don't worry about that. I know you're yeah. there, I know you're listening, and I know you're enjoying it, because you're still listening, right? If you want, Unless you really hate me, and you just get some kick out of listening to my voice, even though you hate it, you're probably yeah, enjoying the show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's your job. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, look, most people might not email in, and that's fine. But if this gives you some comfort, knowing that there are people out there who feel the same way, that's fine. You know, I know when we started this, it was all, we, we made this thing about, you know, it's a, te it's a tech program, and that's all we're going to do. But it's very hard. We're real people at the end of the day. And I don't have anywhere else to outlet this stuff, so <laughs> you're getting it whether you like no it or else, not. No one else will listen to us. <laughs> right, yeah. No one else is going to listen to us. Um, On that, yeah. can I just say, uh, <clears throat> the white cane. I, I, mm. it, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not an expert. Don't get me wrong. I have no idea what all the tips are or anything. My ball keeps falling off, Stephen. Well, I would what definitely is... seek medical advice. <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. <laughs> I was walking down the street the other day this isn't a song and then it, it just suddenly it's gone the ball just left you know you start jabbing into the pavement it's like so okay bear with me you've got the the holder with a hook that hooks into the elastic of your cane and the ball's inside that holder yeah well it's at the right? end of the holder yeah uh, yeah at the end right but the, what's happened is that the, the hook the holder the, the 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 hook hasn't come off it's just the ball's fallen out and I can't get it back in. Is that just the tips dead? You need to get a new one? Or is there a way to get the ball back into that 
older. What am I missing? So hang on. So the balls come off the holder, and you yes. still get the hook attached to the cane. Yes, the cane is intact. It's right. just it's got no ball on the end. It's just got like a little. It now looks like a long thin trumpet because at the end it's got that <laughs> spike. <laughs> that, that, that little spike, that fluted out bit where the ball should be. Uh, the ball's just fallen out. Yeah, that's that's obviously it's broken with the amount of things you've been hitting off of, which is fine. I mean, it's yes. just you're going to have to replace that whole thing. You're going to have to replace that uh, whole unit. I know, for example, the cane companies like Ambutec, they've got different kinds of uh, cane tips. So you can get like push on ones. Uh, you can also get the ones with the hook. I actually saw a great thing on their website that was pretty cool. Uh, you can actually get a hook to get you know when you you know if the elastic goes ping right back up inside the cane yes you can yes. actually get a hook to bring that back out i mean it sounds so simple but that's a really useful tool to have around the home oh, absolutely the amount of times i ask for a long thin thing to do some sort of household task is amazing i think we should open longthinthings.com because uh, you know when i suck up a sock in the vacuum and you got to try and pull it out or push it through i need a that's when i use my symbol cane <laughs> Uh, yeah, and for that, when you when you lose your elastic of your cane, exactly right. Yeah, long thing things with a hook on the end. Um, dot com. Dot com. Yeah, let's. <laughs> I'll work on the jingle. Get that done immediately. <laughs> That's our brand new sponsor here on Blind Guy Talks Tech. We've got to get that one on, and of course, we'll be the full <laughs> beneficiaries of that. Hang on, that doesn't make any sense. Um, so. Shall we talk about uh, Voice Dream Reader? Because uh, big news yesterday. We don't have a jingle, so that'll do. Um, but, yeah, that's our breaking news, Jane. You know, we need one of those big breaking news things, but we don't have yeah, that. Yeah, we'll Yeah, Winston will be so happy. Yeah, exactly. Well, Winston Chen is the creator. And it's funny, because someone put up a, a tweet last night. I did not get the joke at all until today. I was on the phone with you earlier about setting up this show. Believe it or not, we do prep this. And... Mm. Um, we were talking about this, and <laughs> I just got the joke. I just got it. Hamish writes on Twitter, uh, following my comment that we'll be talking to, this was the news that yesterday that came out, the voice stream reader for the Mac is now available. Uh, it was announced last night. And I said we'll be talking to the creator, Winston Chen, but I think the way I wrote it was the creator of Winston Chen, and the response was, you'll be talking to his mum then. And I didn't get this at first. Uh, now clever. I get it. Okay. Yes. So Creator I, of. Apologies, it took yes. me 24 hours to get that joke, but <laughs> there you go. Uh, but yeah, we're not talking about the creator of Winston Chen, although I'm sure she is a wonderful person. Lovely. But uh, no, we're talking to Winston Chen. Well, actually, we're not talking to him directly because uh, we actually did this interview a while ago and um, he appeared on our uh, Double Tap TV episode. I think we actually did a, a full episode on Voice Stream, or maybe it was part of an episode we did on the best apps to have on your smartphone. I think it may have been that. And uh, he was a really interesting guy. He has got a great story, and maybe we'll we'll publish the full episode one day, the full conversation with Winston about how he developed all of this, because it was really interesting. Maybe we'll do that as a future episode. But um, out of that conversation, we did actually talk. At that stage, he was about a year into the process of building this Mac version of the app. And one thing I've learned, and we have a, a future interview coming up on Blind Guy Talks Tech with uh, the developer of the uh, Braille scanner app that everyone's been excited about. And one thing I'm learning about all these conversations, and in these all, these all these conversations we're having, is the amount of time it takes to develop these apps, Sean. I mean, it takes a lot of time and effort that perhaps we, we just don't think about. 
Yeah. Who knew? We thought we just, you know, it basically it's done for you, right? We've got all these tools that Apple and whoever else give you, and they just, it's like pulling it off the peg. It's like putting together Lego, these coders, these developers. There's nothing to it. But of course, that's not the case at all. I mean, uh, the developer of, of Braille Scanner, I mean, that was, I really enjoyed that interview. He was a great guy, right? But the, the, the commitment, the, the amount of work that goes into it, you will hear yourself when we when we air that interview, but the amount of work he put into that was absolutely amazing. And he still is. And it's it's the same with Winston and uh, Voice Dream Reader as well. It's, it, it, it's, it's, um, it's a labour of love. Well, yeah, and it's funny because the same words used by um, Winston were used by Aaron Stevenson about the Brutal Scanner app, which is that it's a passion project. These things have all been born out of passion projects. You even think about apps yep. like Seeing AI and Microsoft Soundscape. These were not created by Microsoft as you know part of some project that you know we must create a Seeing AI. That wasn't what they did. It was it, these were all developed out of hackathons, individual developers coming up with these ideas. Sometimes through experiences, sometimes through desire to play with the accessibility tools in the toolbox. Um, mm-hmm. Just really interesting how a lot of this happened. But yeah, so Winston Chen developed the Voice Dream suite of apps because there's Voice Dream Reader, there's Voice Dream Writer, and Voice Dream Scanner. Scanner's the one I use probably most. Uh, it's too. a brilliant app. And uh, I remember, in fact, we did a, a couple of months ago, maybe a couple of weeks ago. I can't remember how long ago, but we did an episode. Uh, you can check it out on the podcast feed Voice Dream Reader versus Kurzweil 1000. And that was me putting the two of them against each other. An app that cost like eight quid at the time versus a one thousand pound, you know, PC app that requires yeah. a dedicated computer, dedicated well, not dedicated, but a computer, a scanner, and a huge amount of you know power and time and all the learning that goes with it versus an app that can just you know do it. Um, yeah. How good would that be? Well, check out the episode and you can hear how that worked out for yourself. But um, let's just say you may not be surprised at the results. Um, it just really interesting. I thought it was really, really interesting. But yes, yeah, so Winston spoke to us on Double Tap TV. And this is what he had to say at the time. So this is a year into development of the Voice Stream Reader app for Mac, which launched finally yesterday, three years on uh, from the initial development of the Voice Stream Reader for uh, iOS. This is him talking about its development, how it had gone by that point, one year in. It's been a difficult birth. You know, it turns out uh, writing a Mac app is very different, I think, from writing a, an iOS app. So, so I really focused on, okay, what is the, what are the main attributes of the Mac platform? Is what's, How is it different than, than iOS? Um, the biggest difference is that it's just a more productive environment. You know, doing the same thing on a Mac should be faster than doing that same thing on an iPhone. Otherwise, what's the point of even having a desktop? So, so I really focused on that. That is, you know, it should be a very, it should be a very efficient version of Voice Stream Reader. You should be able to organize your library very quickly to do things you want to highlight things. Everything you do should just be fast and efficient. And obviously, the, the nice thing is that, the, that your reading library is synchronized across the Mac and and iPhone and iPads. So not only can you do text-to-speech and, and listen on, on a Mac, you can also organize your library and make sure things are teed up so that when you go to your phone, you know, all your reading material is ready there and organized the way you want. 
So there you go. Now, that may have whetted your appetite to uh, go and download the Voice Dream Reader app for Mac, which is now officially out. It's been on the iPhone for a while. I must admit, I, I you know, I dabbled with the whole Voice Dream Reader app. Um, I know some people really rave about it. Um, and, you know, and there are other apps you can use which do similar things. But uh, th- th- it has been a very popular app for sure. Oh, everyone. Everyone I speak to absolutely loves it. I, I, I'm like you. I must admit, I, I rarely use it. I don't have a need for it. It's not to say it's a bad app at all. Yeah, we don't read. I, I, yeah, but, <laughs> you know what? It's absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I've just not got a need. If I want to read something like a, a book or something, I just go to Audible or whatever. So, uh, look, I, I just haven't used it much, but I have used Scanner a lot. Uh, I've heard great things about Writer as well. So the, the whole suite that Winston has done. Um, you know, the whole community absolutely loves it. And again, you know, just going off that audio, you, you can just tell how, how committed he is to doing it. And uh, look, and then people say, oh, what, you're charging uh, X amount of dollars for it or pounds for it, eight pounds. How much work goes into it? It's, it's an absolute bargain what developers charge. Well, this is where the conversation gets interesting because, uh, you know, Winston writes on Twitter via the voice stream app account on Twitter. He says, a reader for macOS is a fully native macOS app, painstakingly developed over three years. User interface was designed from scratch. It is a love song to the Mac. Now that I like. Um, Mm -hmm. He says, reader for macOS requires a subscription. So that's $5 a month in the US with a 14-day free trial. He says, I hope this can turn VoiceStream from a personal passion project to a proper company with a sustainable future. Do you know, this is the thing, right? We want all these apps, we want all these features, we want all this stuff, but we can't have it for free. And, you know, subscriptions are now becoming part of the course. Now, some people might say, well, hang on a minute, you really want us to pay for this app? Well, you know what, if you use it all the time, and, and I can see myself using this on the Mac, I don't know why, but I can see myself using this more on the Mac than on the iPhone. I, I don't know why that is in my head, but I just love using a computer. That's the truth of it. I, I feel more at home sitting in front of a computer. I always sit I know at home. What you mean? I, I, it's weird, right? I mean, I, I even do my emails yeah. that way, right? I could do them on the iPhone. I could hook up a keyboard. I do, but I just kind of feel more comfortable sitting at a computer doing stuff. And I know that's not the case for a lot of people because I know a lot of blind people prefer to do everything on their iPhone. Some people don't even touch a computer anymore. But just for me, I do. And I've often looked for apps that can facilitate that. And I'm glad this app is there. So, you know, I don't mind necessarily paying that. But some people may have an issue with it. I think, you know, if you want to have these apps in the future, we've got to consider how they are going to be working. I think what we also need to do is tell people who are not blind or partially sighted about them, right? Because it's not just for blind people. Other people can benefit from this. People with print uh, challenges or, you know, dyslexia, for example, could maybe benefit from this kind of app. Um, And we're seeing the development of things like Immersive Reader and Read Aloud Mode in Edge, which is not the same, but it does point yeah. to a new way of people consuming content. A lot of people don't want to sit and read an article. They want it read to them. And uh, if this can provide that, then I'm all for it and I'll pay for it. Yeah, absolutely. i got to admit, the subscription model uh, is a little bit more difficult um, for me than just, a you know, hey, you pay whatever and you've got it for life, mm. right? But again, I, I totally get it. If if I was a developer and I was doing something like Voice Dream, uh, whatever, reader, writer, or scanner, then absolutely I would be charging for it because people need to make a living. And this isn't easy by any means. So 
I, I have absolutely no problem with people that charge or developers charging for their, their goods. We've just been a little bit spoilt in the past. You know, seeing AI, for example, totally free, no subscription, mm-hmm. and it's amazing, right? Because but it's got Microsoft. Because it's Microsoft. It. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. If Microsoft, <laughs> yes. If Microsoft were starting off and this was their first app, you know, uh, uh, pay whatever you, they, they think it would be worth. So, yeah, absolutely. I, uh, yeah, good luck to him is what I say, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And if that keeps the other, I mean, that's the thing, right? I mean, in some ways, maybe it's time to, and I'll probably get slaughtered for saying this, but I, I think maybe it's time that Winston or others think about the app, not just the app on the Mac, but the entire suite, because there is an argument to say that the money, and it's not an argument, this is the argument, I guess, from, from Winston, which is that the money from that subscription doesn't just support that app, but it supports all the apps. So we should be paying the subscription across the board. And maybe that yeah. then includes all the apps. Maybe that maybe, maybe that'll come, right? I guess he's probably putting his toe in the water with this one to see how people react and yeah. see what people think. And if it's if case people run a mile from it, then he'll reconsider. And it's a good way of doing it because he's not upsetting his current user base. Um, I get the reason why he may be doing it this way. But um, yeah, we, we, we can't expect everything to be free. Uh, all the time, and especially when it's something that is, I dare to say specialist, but it is a little bit specialist in terms of an app. Um, but yeah, but again, yeah, other people can know. use it. I think that's the, that's the problem, right? That other people can use it, um, but people just don't necessarily know what the what the benefits are from from their perspective. I wouldn't say you know? it's it's specialist, but I think it's it's one of those cases where the developer has embraced. Our community incredibly well. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, yeah. I think it, you know he's he's really interactive and, and whatever. So, yeah, oh, fantastic. Well done. It's another great accessible app for the Mac, right? So, what was to complain about? Exactly. Well, look, uh, we are going to continue. We're going to talk about Samsung in a moment, washing machines, and uh, how we are making our uh, goods or kitchen appliances more accessible we're we're not we're doing anything my Uh, goods are never accessible let me just put that out there (laughs) but we are going to hear from erica grimsley next who tells us all about uh, her new washing machine uh courtesy of our friend kawal gukakogli who got in touch with me to tell me all about uh erica's experience erica has recorded a demonstration of how to use the samsung washing machine that she got how she gets on with it using the samsung smart things app that coming up next here on blind guy Stay tuned for more as Blind Guy Talks Tech continues. Exercise. It doesn't have to mean Lycra or a fancy gym membership. All you need is 10 minutes and you. Because a regular brisk 10-minute walk is a great way to get more active. Whether that's walking to the shops or getting off the bus to stop early. Picking up the pace and getting your heart pumping can make a real difference to your health. So, to see how much brisk walking you're doing and how you can fit more into your day, download the free Active 10 app. Better health. Let's do this. Welcome back to Blind Guy Talks Tech, your daily accessible tech podcast. Add your voice to the discussion. Email hello at blindguytalkstech.com or call and leave us a voicemail on 0204-571-3354. This is Blind Guy Talks Tech. I am that blind guy, Stephen Scott. He is the other blind guy, Sean Priest. Hello. And today we're talking about <laughs> Samsung's washing machines. And, uh, you know, it's interesting because, of course, they're getting smarter every day. Not just washing machines, but dryers and fridges and air fryers and all this stuff is getting more and more smart. And 
all kinds of new features going into them. And actually, in a way, that's making them more accessible, providing that the apps that connect to these devices are accessible, mm-hmm. right? That's always the challenge. So, uh, Erica Grimsey got in touch with us. Uh, she is uh, the proud owner of a new Samsung washing machine, and she got in touch with us to share her views, courtesy of her friend Kawal Gukukogli, who uh, got in touch with me to tell me all about uh, Erica's experience. Uh, I think uh, Kawal is awaiting the delivery of her Samsung washing machine. So we'll get even more on this to come in the weeks to come. I think everyone's going out and, you know, they're buying them. And, of course, and, and that's the thing, right? Once one blind person gets something that works for them, everyone else is like, okay, tell me about it. I need to know about this. Uh, yeah. And maybe I'll get the same, especially if you're in the market for one. So this is Erica talking about uh, her experience. Uh, she recorded this and she just, what, you know what I love about this? She let the recording go. So we hear all the fluffs and the, the issues and the challenges that she has with the apps. So all of that coming up right now here on Blind Guy. This is Erica and her new Samsung washing machine. I'm going to do a demonstration of the Samsung Autodose washing machine. Now, this is a washing machine. It is a smart washing machine that you link to your internet. So you have to go through, you have to firstly, when you get your machine, you have to download the Samsung Smart Things app. And then you go through the setup process of your washer through the app to connect it to your Wi-Fi. Once you have done that, you can then use it as normal. Now, what I love about this machine is it is a standard washing machine. I have no braille on it. It is touch screen, although the buttons are tactile along the top. You can feel them. So what you have is your button, your little raised buttons, and your controlling is above the button. So you can pop your finger on the button and you just slide it up to above the button and that will press the button. So it's not the button itself, the actual control, the touch screen control is above each button. So before I actually demonstrate a wash, I'm going to explain the panel. The panel has, if you sort of run your fingers from the left-hand edge until you come to the raised bit where the panel is, the first button you will have is brailled. It's got a letter P, and that's in the the bottom left-hand corner of the panel. All right? Above that letter P, which stands for power on, if I press that, it will power on. So let me do that. Well, actually, let me go through all these controls because I'll be honest, I don't know what all of them are, but I know the ones I use, okay? So um, you've got your P for power. Then you've got your dial. And I'm going to turn this dial. It's off, but each program, can you hear the clicks? Now, if you wish, I haven't, but if you wish, I dare say you could put, you could mark the top of that button, perhaps perhaps with a bit of high mark or a piece of blue tack, just so you know where the top of the dial is. I haven't marked it because I just use my phone to work out what's where, but you could, just so you know the off position, 
a little tip could be a little bit of high mark or um you know a bit of blue tack if you wanted to i i haven't because actually i can use it through the app and i don't really want to spoil the look of it because it's a nice looking thing so so you've got your p on your left then you've got your dial and that clicks round. then you have if you run your fingers along an inch slightly below the dial to the right you've got letter s for start which of course is an important key so when you want to start your program you put your finger on the s slide it up and it will start your wash then if you slide along to the right you have one two three four five buttons in fact there are six but i will explain so You've got your S and you go along, one, two, three, four, five. There is a sixth button. So these five are all aligned. They're in alignment along the bottom. Um, one, two, three, four, five. I'll make sure I get my facts right. There are five. Now, I don't actually use any of those. I'll be honest. I'm not quite sure what they're for. They probably will do some of the things that I can do um, on the app. In other words, because if you can see this machine, like my son can, he can just turn the dial to whatever program he wants and press start because it all comes up on the digital display. So I would imagine some of these buttons are probably things like rinse, hold. Um, it, maybe there are one or two washes along here. Half load, maybe. I'm not quite sure. I don't actually use them. So there are five of those. But then, if you, if you slide your finger along from the fifth button and slightly, slightly along and up, there is a sixth button, which is a bit more important. So you get to the fifth button, slide it about half an inch and then up. Now that is a lock facility to lock your washer so that you can get it to start um, from your app. You see, there are two ways of doing it. You can choose your program and then press send to washer and then press start. Or you can use this lock the smart button and it locks it so that the only way of controlling your machine is through your app. So you choose your program and then you can press start from the app. It doesn't matter how you do it. I've used both. Sometimes I just put I choose it and then put send to washer and then press start. But if you want to do it completely by the app, you need to lock your smart washer button which is the one on the far right and it's above the five, the previous five and you slide your finger upwards and that is your smart washer button to control, to actually start your wash from the app. Let's do a wash. I've got a mix load here. So I'm going to press my power on and it's gonna make a nice little sound here. I need to go to my washer. Samsung 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 MS 550 off. So my sound bar is off, not using that at the moment. Action power on. Smart washer ready. Now my smart washer is ready. So I double tap. Smart washer. Right, okay. Navigate up. 
but you have a lot of programs listed here now what um what you have to do i was a little bit floored by this at first but what you have to do is um i'll just swipe along there are laundry planners and all sorts of things there is something called a drum clean that every i think 50 or so washes your machine will not do any more loads because it will indicate to you that it needs a drum clean that is a cycle where it just does a take you, you don't put any detergent it just does it with boiling water well not quite boiling but very hot water and it just clears the pipes and does a two-hour cycle so if that pops up you can delay it but i generally do it if it comes up i've done it once now i've had my machine a couple of months because um, it won't wash until you've done the drum clean. Um, before I do the wash, before I put the mix load on, let's talk about the drawer and the dispenser here. So you have an ordinary drawer. On um, You have two compartments. Well, it actually three because one is a water one at the back that sometimes you, it will take in water without softener. So on the right-hand side, you've got a little compartment, and each of these little, um, each of these little little compartments have got a cap that you screw anti-clockwise to the left and lift out. And on the right-hand side is your liquid. Now you can't use tablets, washing tablets. You can't use the gel pouches. You can't use washing powder. You have to use washing liquid i use an aerial one at the moment but guess it doesn't matter so the one on the right of the drawer is your um detergent well the one on the left is your softener um compartment now you do have to use your softener because um it won't start now, the one thing to say about, if you, if you don't, one thing to say about these compartments is that if, I believe visually, there is an indicator when they run out, but it doesn't seem to come up on the app. I'm not sure why, but the thing is, you can just pop your finger in. If it won't work, if you put your washer on and it will not start and it's doing nothing, check your detergent and softener wells because they may be empty. Now... I fill mine, I don't know, depends how many washes you do, I suppose. But I can get a couple of weeks out of this. Now they are, you might have to think of a filling method that works for you. I, at the back of the drawer, there is a little uh, rectangular, in the middle at the back, rectangular little um, arm, if you like, for the want of a better word. And if you press that... I'm going to do it. You can actually take the whole drawer out, which I've just done, just to, I know you can't, there's no video, but just, just to show you and demonstrate how easy that is. Now, what I do is I put my, I put this, the drawer, on a tray on the unit so that I can, I haven't got the drawer in the machine if I do spill any, um, and I can fill them much more easily because they're up on my unit. I've actually got really used to doing it. I don't spill it, very rarely now. Um, and you fill them not quite up to the top. I believe visually there's a line. Um, so I don't fill them right to the top, but 
Um, you know, it's quite nice and it, to fill it periodically rather than every time. So the auto-dose, it will choose. It does this thing called load sensing, and I thought this was really cool when I first used it. Um, it actually senses the weight of your clothes and it comes up on the app and it takes about i don't know 20 half a minute it says load sensing before the load actually starts and that will indicate to the washer how much detergent to take depending the size of your load and i thought that was really cool even being able to read that on the app was was great i'm sure it comes up on the screen as well so this is the drawer and that's what you have to do um if you find pouring, you know, some people do find pouring a bit of a challenge, then think, work around, maybe use a jug, maybe pour your detergent into a, into a jug first and then pour it into the, into the washing wells. But there's always, as most of us know, there's always workarounds. So I wasn't too worried about that. Um, you soon get used to it. So make sure when you put the caps back in, though, that you not just pop it in the slot, but you twist it to the right to make sure the lids are back on and it's all um, contained within, within, within the, um, the drawer. So now I've taken the drawer out. I'm gonna, I've, 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 I haven't refilled it, but I took it out to show you how easy it was. And now, of course, I'm going to pop it back in. And of course, because I'm recording, oh yeah, it's gone in and I just pop it all the way in and that's that, it's gone in. Now, occasionally you switch the machine on and it miss, it will misbehave. You program it and it will misbehave a bit. Sometimes I have to just pull the drawer in and out so that it registers that I've refilled it. I have had that when I've refilled it. The first wash I try to do, it, it doesn't do anything. But so it's almost as though I have to push, push the drawer in and out and it has to recalibrate that, ah, yeah, these are full up now. I can, um, I can do a wash. So let's say we've filled our softener drawers um, and we're going to do a mixed load. Okay, so I've put my liquid in. I've also put, I don't know, just so if anyone doesn't know about these, one of those colour catcher sheets. Um, which are quite handy if you want to do a mixed load and mix up all your colours. It, <coughs> it is a box of um, literally material slash type sheets and it literally does this. I believe it catches colour. Um, let me just get one. It looks a bit like, I'll tell you what they feel a bit like, those bounce sheets that you put, the tumble dryer sheets. So if I'm going to mix a lot of colours, I quite often put a colour catcher in as well. Now, it makes that do, 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 do. That's the note of when it's on. And I'm going to turn it off. So I put my finger on the P and slide upwards. Do, 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 do. That's off. So let's turn it on again. So there we are, on. I'm now going to, you have to be a bit careful now because you don't want to touch, you know, I said there are five buttons along there. You don't want to touch any of those. You, you need to find that button that's the smart washer button. So what I do is I put my finger on the far right so I'm not in danger of touching any of the other buttons. And I gently slide it 
along and up and I'm, I'm going to lock it oops it has a, has a moment sometimes ah done it now now sometimes you have to press it two or three times because it has to lock it first but did you hear that click and it went a click now that has turned on my smart wash facility so that the app can completely control this control this wash now now what i'm going to do so action power on and double tap so you double tap on action power on now you're going to get a list of programs now always there is an eco 4060 program that takes two hours that is always at the top of your program list now in order to make these programs um function what you have to do and this this floored me a bit it was a good job that one of my friends had this machine because you have to tap on this 4060 first to almost so that you can action the programs because you've got a list of programs and it has to say energy usage i mean at the moment i can scroll along these programs let me demonstrate Smartwasher. press the eco 4060 first eco 4060 now Now it's starting to say energy usage. So once you've pressed that 4060, these programs are now usable. So I double, I keep going along the programs. Let, let me just see, let me just demonstrate to you. So I've got drum clean energy usage button. Drum clean. Drain, spin energy usage button. Drain and spin, which was useful last night because I hand washed something. So I was able to just drain and spin. I won't speak because you'll hear the voiceover. Rinse plus spin energy usage button. Colors energy usage button. Colors energy usage. I use colors quite a bit. Cloudy day energy usage. Cloudy button. day. I don't know, I think that might be coats and things. Available cycle. Right, so. Cloudy colors energy usage. Because button. I double tapped on the Eco 4060, if I then then press to the bottom right go to the bottom right of your screen okay it has an okay button that would allow me to start that wash but i don't want to do the eco 4060 i want mixed load so i'm going to go somewhere up to the top because the one thing i haven't mentioned yet is as you use these programs more your favorite programs come nearer the top of the dial so colours is always near the top for me because I use that quite a lot. So does mixed load. So I'm going to go up and find mixed load. My mixed load seems to have disappeared from my cycle list. I'll speak to Will about that when I next see him. I have no idea why. It may, I have, no, I don't know. I'm not going to second guess. I'm a bit mystified by that. So I'm going to use the colours wash instead, just so that we can make this happen. Um... My washer had turned off in the meantime, so I need to repress my um, lock smart. Come on. That's it. My smart washer is lock is on. So sorry about that, but it's live and I don't want to re-record. I don't know what the answer to that is, but don't worry. I can use colours. That's a very similar programme as the mix load. So. Speech off. Speech off. 
speech on. Come on. Where's it gone? Image, image. Now there are, the, the, the thing I did forget to say, there are a lot of, there are some images on this app. So it's not 100% accessible. I expect they're images of the washing symbols, but don't worry about that because everything that you need absolutely is accessible. So let's get to mixed, um, not mixed load, colours. Laundry planner, eco temp, button, eco 40, 60. Temp, rinse, spin, bubble soak, box, rinse, temp, e laundry planner, eco 40, eco 40, six, daily wash energy usage. Right. So you do have to double tap on that Eco 4060. Otherwise, you'll just have... That's almost like starting your programs. Otherwise, if it doesn't say energy usage, it won't activate the wash. So double tap on that Eco 4060 at the top. And now I'm looking for colours. Wash lightly soiled cotton. Eco wash daily cotton energy use. Drain. Drum clean energy. Colours energy usage. Right, we're going to use colours. Colours energy usage. Now, I've pressed on colours. You can actually choose the number of spins, the number of rinses, but I'm not going to do that on this occasion. I'm going to pop my finger in the bottom right-hand corner of my um, device. Okay. And press OK. Temp. So now I'm going to go up to the top of the app and it should let me start. Hold on. Image, image, Lord, ready. Image, more option, my home kit, smart washer, navigate up, navigate, my more image. starts finally so apologies for the slight um mystery of the mix load i don't know what's it will be there i expect perhaps i don't know whether i haven't used it in a while i thought i had but it seems to have happened since i used the drain and spin last night but the mix the colors is a similar load now let's read the app colors now Now. Minutes. 25. H1. H1. So. One. Load sensing. Can you see that? Right at the top it says load sensing. One. Load sensing. So. That's quite cool really. Um, it's making this little noise while it works out how much detergent to use, I'm sure. So, and it also says. One. The, the, one. H1. One hour. 25. 25 minutes so it's one hour so it's great because that timer will go down as it as it washes finish time 2 16 p.m so finish time 2 16 p.m so yeah that is a basic demonstration it took me a while i hope this has been useful it is usable sometimes you have to play around on the app a little um especially that um the to turn the smart washer button on, I had to press it a couple of times, but it does make that high pitched and that clicking noise so that you, I controlled that and started it from the app. But if you don't press that smart washer, the one, the button on the far right that is slightly above the others, you can, once you've chosen your load, press the button that says send to washer but I chose to lock the machine with the smart button and I was able to press start from the app. I really hope that helps. Sorry, it's probably a little longer than you may have liked, but um, hopefully that just demonstrates that it is usable. 
Um, and yeah, I'm really pleased with it. I love it. And, um, you know, I really think that the RNIB um, should be or could be Let's be careful here. The RNIB could be marketing this, even if not that they don't get anything out of it, just saying, actually, um, the washer that we recommend, which I think is a meal or mealy, however you pronounce that, there is a washer that the RNIB is recommending. I don't know whether they've been in partnership with meal, but the wash, that particular washer, I'm not saying it isn't good, but it's controlled by beeps only, so you have to know what the audio tones mean. What I like about this is it's mainstream, it's out of the shop. The cost is around 530. You can get it from 450 to 530. This is the Samson Auto Dose. Um, and there is another model that has got an additional little pouch in, I think it's called. I don't, well, I don't know what the model number is of that. And if you've forgotten to add something to the wash, you can pop it, slide it in the top. But I didn't get that. I wanted to get the one, one of the one, the one that my friend has. Um, what I love about it, it is mainstream, straight off the shelf. And for the first time ever, you know, with no sight, we can use these washing machines. And I really think we need to be spreading the word. So that will be me for now. Bye-bye. Thank you, Erica, for that fantastic demonstration of the uh, Samsung washing machine. Still a few challenges there. I mean, still issues with the app and image, image, button, button, a little bit of that going on. Mm-hmm. But overall, she is able to control her washing machine via the app. Um, some of the touchscreen displays, things that she talked about, kind of bothered me a little bit in the way you had to flick up and you, know, you can get your finger to a certain point and flick up and push it left. I mean, it seemed a little bit weird in the way that she was describing it and, and the way she had to do it. Um, why can't it just be a physical button? But I guess that's the point these days, isn't it? That everything's touchscreen and it's cheaper to manufacture that way. So, I always want a physical button. Yeah. Let it go. Like the I headphone do. jack, physical buttons, they've gone, sir. Forget about it. Terrible. But, uh, no, I... I do agree. I've got a, a Samsung washing machine, uh, not a smart one like this, but, you know, it it is it is quite nice. Uh, the controls all beep when you touch them, which yeah. is handy. The menus aren't, um, they're not, they don't go in a cycle or a loop. So you can go back to the top and you know you're at the top item one. So you can do, mm. okay, three beeps down and I know where I'm at, you know. Um, so there's there's workarounds that we all use. We all know the, the little life hacks that we use. Um, but I've also recently just bought a Samsung uh, dryer as well, which is smart. Uh, but I haven't set up the app because my partner won't let me. She hates anything smart. <laughs> I, I am trying to get a divorce, uh, but we're not married, so that's difficult. Clearly, but, um, clearly. I will be leaving her. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, that whole, there's little, um, almost like tactile places for each control and you can use it quite easily. So I think Samsung are doing a good job. And look, the thing with the app and the, the problems with accessibility there, the point is that these are all fixable. Once we got the smart infrastructure in place, then it's a case of, hey, Samsung, make that app accessible because we know you can do it. So it's all, everything's going in the right direction, right? Well, just a, just a slight aside from the washing machine, there was something that I picked up on, and this is to your point, um, that, you know, which is great about these apps and this infrastructure that exists uh, within it. Um, 
so you know, Erica was you know, trying to find the washing machine, and she wa- she sort of swiped past her sound bar, which was turned off at the time. You know, and I was thinking, you know, because I have an issue with my uh, sound bar. I've got a Bose, it was a Cinemate, I think it was. We got it years ago, and it's a really good sound bar. But you know, the problem is it doesn't work with any of the remote controls that I have. So it doesn't work with my Sky remote, doesn't work with my TV remote. So you have to have mm-hmm. a second remote. I mean, it's hardly the end of the world, but you have to, you, basically you have a second remote just to turn it on and off. There's about a thousand buttons on this remote control, but I don't know what any of them are for. I don't use any of them <laughs> because I can control the volume with my Sky remote, but I can't turn the thing on. And one thing when I had, I had a Sony uh soundbar a while ago but sadly it, it, the, the sub, subwoofer died and that was the end of that but uh, what i loved about that was when you turn the tv on the soundbar would turn on when you turn the tv off the soundbar would turn off and i liked that but i yep. really love and i didn't know that samsung had this capability but in the app and i guess it's certain soundbars it can't be all of them but in these apps uh, in the app in the smart things app you're able to control the soundbar and know if it's turned on or off that's pretty cool i like that it is, yeah. But again, look, it's almost like we're on the uh, the early days here because for one model, it'll work fine. For another model, it won't. And it's the same with the Samsung washing, mach- washing machines. Um, you've got to get this specific model. If you get one mm. that's different, then it won't be smart or it won't be accessible or the menu will just loop around and around and you don't know when you're at the top or the bottom. It's all you need to test these things out. You need to do your research, right? I've got a, a, a Samsung TV that I can say to my Lady A speaker, turn the telly off, and bang, turns the telly off. I can't turn it on again. If I say turn the telly on, it says <laughs> the TV's off the network because it's off. So, you know, but any other Samsung TV, you can turn on and off just by asking. So it's those sort of things that are, are frustrating. But as I said, you know, I think we're we're moving in the right direction. Yeah, I am. Um... I laugh because I did exactly the same thing. I have a smart plug called Skybox, which my entire, well, my TV stuff is connected to. And um, I forgot that in the um, power strip where I plugged everything in, um, I'd also plugged in Lady A. So when I say, because sometimes Skybox, you know, sometimes you have an issue with it and it needs reset and it's just easier to just turn the thing off and on. So I set up a routine because I'd never really get into the whole routines thing on, on Lady A. And I thought, okay, I'm going to set one up so that it turns the skybox off, waits 10 seconds, turns it back on again. But of course, uh, that worked fine uh, because the other devices would control that, right? So it wasn't just the one. But then for some reason, I must have deleted the routine or I've done something to the routine. And of course, that was that. So I just said, oh, that's fine. I'll just turn it off with my voice, turn it back on. And of course, I couldn't turn it back on because it had killed Lady A. You'd unplugged Lady A itself. Very and my good. wife, well she done. unplugs everything. She she doesn't like things being left on at night, except the fridge, except the freezer, except the skybox, except the internet, you know, except all the other stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, But yeah. we cannot so what does that leave? possibly have... Yeah, exactly. Well, this office for a start, um, with all this <laughs> stuff in there. But please don't unplug anything, because I can't get anything to work ever again if you do. Um, if any of this breaks, I'm screwed. The Blind Guy Talks Tech podcast just comes to an end abruptly. Um <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's funny, you know, one of the things we turn off all the time is the Lady A in the kitchen. Um, I don't know. I think it's because it's got the screen on it. Even I turn it off at night. I don't know why I do this, but I just turn it off at night. It's a bit weird. Do you know what? Actually, I'm saying why, but I'm thinking I'm going to get into doing that more because of the price of electricity now. I am oh my more God, conscious it of it. It is wild. I Have am you got thinking a bill of buying... Have you seen your bill? 
Oh, my, my monthly debit's gone up to £380 a month oh, from, from £200. Wow. Um, already. I, I've refused to pay it, but that's what they're saying it's going up to. So, yes, I've already. it's almost doubled already. Uh, and that's crazy. I already thought that £200 a month was incredible, but uh, I went through all the energy-saving things that they send you through. You know, you got... Are you having uh, a thousand saunas a day or something? No, no, I'm not. I'm just... Uh, the sad thing is that me and my partner are usually in the house a lot more mm. than anyone else. You know, we do not like we're going out to work or uh, I don't know what it is. You know, it's it's just so frightening at the minute. But um, yeah, I was saying I, I'm going to grab a few more smart plugs and start putting things on schedules that they are turning off at night. Um, because uh, yeah, you, you now need to be wary of it much more than you had to be. Well, that's it. I mean, I, I'll. Be honest, I was one of those people who just left everything on all the time. No, I'm exactly the same. This computer in here, I never turn off. Yeah, and so you know, it's all the other things that go with it. You know, the mixers, the speakers, um, the, the, the various uh, external hard drives are going on. Sometimes I just leave them on. Um, I, I, now that has changed. Uh, whenever I leave the shed, all the things that aren't essential turn off by smart um, smart plugs. So, yeah, it's um. And you've got to be careful with those smart plugs because they still draw energy even though they're turning things off. They actually still draw. They have to draw oh, some kind of energy in order to be yeah, available yeah. to your network, right? But far less. I mean, yeah. far less. If, if you're thinking of a, yeah, just having a mixer on or these speakers which have a, are set on a volume, even if they're not playing anything, they're still drawing that amount of wattage out of the uh, grid. So, you know, it's, it's comparison to a trickle of a smart plug staying connected to your Wi-Fi network is is nothing compared with, you know, keeping a mixer or a, a external hard drive whirring around for eight hours when you're not going to use it. And it's, that's what kind of irritates me sometimes around TV because, like, that Sky TV box I've got, they tell you not to turn it off because it needs updates. It's obviously recording stuff as well. It's getting yep. programs downloaded to it. So to turn it off, and that means you need the internet left on, and I've thought about this. I've thought, well, if I turned the entire thing off at night, if I just said, turn the law off, I think about, okay, so that's Lady A gone then, because I can't use that at all in the bedroom now, because um, that's gone. Yeah, it's true. It, it really yeah. does. It, it's amazing. You really, it gets difficult. I mean, the things that you use, like the fridge and the freezer, those are the things that are, they need to be on. So what, what is left? I mean, yeah, you can turn your TV off, fine, but that's not going to take a huge amount of TV doesn't use a huge amount. They are actually really good since the move to, you know, um, LEDs. The, the thinner LEDs, LCD displays. Uh, it's actually barely anything. It, it's, it's not bad at all. And the same with the set-top boxes. But, of course, it all adds up. You know, if you're leaving everything on all the time, then it does add up. But, um, but you know, this is what, <sighs> kind of, this is what irritates me about this conversation with, uh, the, about electricity. It's a sense that we're doing something wrong. But we're not. We're just using electricity. We're using this probably the same amount of electricity we've always used. Yes. It's just costing yep. more. So it'd be oh, like I, saying, I well, you know, I have four Mars bars a week, but suddenly they've gone from being one pound each to ten pounds each. And, so, and maybe if I should cut back on Mars bars, <laughs> and I'm not cutting back on Mars bars, mum, okay? Sorry, that Honestly, got a bit I think it's I think it's a disgrace, <laughs> Mum. I, I think it's terrible. It's an absolute disgrace. The amount of people that aren't going to be able to afford uh, basic energy now is is disgusting and so uh, hey, hey no, listen, I'm not going to get. Do you know what? We are we are like... in the easy street at the moment because winter's not here yet, and that's the fear. That's the big fear for a lot of people. This this is actually. I mean, I, I hate to sound like we're going to. I mean, I, I know I joke around a lot, but 
it's going to get worse because in October, the prices go up again by another 25%. And that's yep. hitting at winter. So I don't know how people are going to cope with this. And, you know, not only that, you've got the food costs rising. I mean, I'm seeing it in the, the shopping. We, we, you know, do pretty much the same shop every time. And it just goes up and up and up and up. And we're not adding anything. It's the same stuff we're buying. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, it's just it's a terrifying <sighs> prospect at the minute. Um, I mean, if you're if well, you're on low incomes, like God, God help me, I don't know what we're going to. That's and, finished on a downer. But you know something? And how many I, of us? I have to I have to believe that the government are going to step in and do something about this. I'm exactly the same. I mean, something needs to happen because the simple fact is, people aren't going to be able to pay it. As I've, I've said this before on here somewhere, that you know, I've got the luxury of saying, I've got medication eye drops that need refrigeration. Mm. So I've got a, a place to negotiate from. Listen, I am not going to pay this £400 near enough that you say I'm going to use over the next 12 months. Wait until I've used what I've used and then I'll pay whatever I need to pay. <laughs> I'm not paying this ridiculous amount. And simply put, I can't afford to. Now, there's so many people out there that can't afford to either, yet they just, they've got nothing to negotiate with. They will just simply be cut off. And that is disgusting in this day and age. I'm sorry, it just is. Something needs to happen. You know, I, um, I'm i a bit naive to some of this stuff, right, in some ways, because um, I, I talked with Emily Davison on a previous podcast here about um, the cost of living and especially how it impacted disabled people directly. And I was listening to a brand new podcast from the BBC that launched just last week, I think it was. It was called Access All. Yes. Uh, yeah, hosted yeah. by Nikki Fox. And a good friend of mine, actually, Emma Tracy, who's a producer on that show. She's a wonderful person. And um, I was listening to the show and they were talking to two people, two parents of children with disabilities. And they were talking about the kind of equipment that they have in their homes. Things like ceiling hoists. Um, equipment that was also required specifically for that child's disability some, some very yeah, personal 13 year old I, 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 yeah, yeah I heard the story too yeah uh, you know some very expensive I imagine equipment and some and, and absolutely like you know life or death required situation um, equipment right and the, the cost of running this stuff and at one point um, what, I think it was the dad Dan who was on and he said he got quite emotional about it because he said you know I can't even you know my, my daughter's feet has to be heated up. She needs the heating. Otherwise, you know, we're in a serious situation. And she was using, he was using a hairdryer on the lowest setting to heat her feet. And, I, you know, I'm sitting listening to this thinking, am I really living in Britain in 2022 in, in a country that's supposed to be forward thinking and supposed to be progressive and, you know, everyone exactly talks about right. the progressive West and all the rest. And I feel like we're back 50 years ago. You know, this is just ridiculous and yeah. it really hit home to me because I, I hearing those stories as they often do as, as most people do when we hear those stories the real true impacts but also the, there's no room to negotiate here there's no room to say well we can just live without heating because that could kill your child so yeah that's what right. do you do and you and at the same time you're struggling to afford the it, it just goes beyond my understanding yeah um, I think simply is you run the energy as a necessity. It isn't a luxury. Energy isn't a luxury. And it should be um, run as a non-profit by the This is not a political statement at all, but I did hear Labour say we should nationalise the energy Absolutely. market. Do you know what? Absolutely. I'm not interested in the politics of it. I just think it's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, because, frankly, 
you know, we should. We nationalise a lot of things in this country. We have done. Even under Conservatives, there's been a lot of nationalisation. And um, I think it's time to do that because, frankly, this is just becoming a joke. And yes, I know there's a lot of other factors at play here. Brexit that no one likes to talk about. The war in Ukraine. Um, Russia, who are just running roughshod over us at the moment. Um, but how the hell do you deal with that? I mean, God, when they're they're bearing down on us with nuclear weapons, what the hell do you do? I mean, God Almighty, it just seems you know. Do you know that way through your entire life, you sit and you would um, hear people talk about the end of the world, and you would have these prophe- you know, the prophecies of doom, right? Everyone would tell about the end of the world. This is how the, the end world is will end. Yeah, and this is this is how it'll be. And then you watch movies and how it will happen and all the rest. But and I'm not saying we're there, but it just feels like, geez, you know, if ever there was a time. That it felt a bit more like we're, we're prophesizing a bit too much, and actually this may come true. It's now because honestly, what 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 are we doing here? I, I think you could say that in, even in modern times, we we always come to this point where you think, how can things possibly get worse, and yeah. how are we going to get out of where we're at? Recession. It's just, it's just all the culmination, it isn't it? It's all the culmination. And I'm sure it there's is, people who is. sat fifty. It'll all work itself well, look, out. I mean, there's is, people is where I come in from. 1941 who probably were sitting thinking exactly the same thing, right? Who thought they would never. How on earth are we going to get out of this? Exactly. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I can see that there's other sides to that, but um. It's been a really interesting conversation today. We're really going to talk about washing machines. I don't know. We seem to air. I'm going to call this airing our dirty laundry because that's kind of what we've done. Emotional trauma. I mean, it's it's amazing. This is a show you get everything. Yeah, exactly. It is. It's like a daily soap opera. What will they talk about next? Uh, What is tomorrow? I I can't remember what's on tomorrow, but I guarantee you, whatever it is, it will be brilliant. Of course Um, it will. I think we're talking about Sky TV tomorrow, actually. Yeah, because we were. um, We had the chance to chat with um, a couple of guys from Sky last year and uh, we're going to do a bit of an update on that and get a demo of voice guidance on sky as well because that's a really interesting feature of sky q the new sky q box so that'll be cool we'll talk about that uh, and uh, on thursday we're going to be hearing from gordon anthony one of our listeners who demonstrates how you can get audio description on or audio described content laid out for you on your sky q box which sounds pretty cool and then friday we're talking about coding and uh wow, that works. we're very sky heavy. Um, I'm expecting a free box through the post anytime now, Sky. Good luck with that. Um and on Saturday <laughs> it's our one hundredth episode. We are celebrating. <gasps> I'm gonna even bring my own sound effects, which will include this. And and Oh, that's good. Sorry, was that Nelly the Elephant? Yes. Uh, I, that's I love exactly that what that was. Very, yeah, very good. <laughs> Uh, listen thank you for listening keep in touch as always we will go through all your emails all your feedback you've been sending so much of it in there's so many topics to discuss some of it tech related Uh, we will get back to that I I must remember this is a tech show at some point we'll actually do some tech at some point next Um, week we promise I think we we ticked the box today with the Samsung you know it was Erica thankfully who saved us today Um, thank you Erica but uh, no really interesting news about voice stream as well I'd be really interested to hear your thoughts on it if you've used the suite so do get in touch and tell us your thoughts if you've tried the Mac version maybe you want to do a demo we'd be up for that you can tell us uh, all about it on our email address which of course the details are coming up on also the number as well and our website don't forget you can find all our episodes our full archive also what I'm reading under the tech news section you can get all of that at blindguytalkstech.com and we'll catch you tomorrow thanks Sean 
Thank you. Bye. If you want even more Blind Guy in your life, visit blindguytalkstech.com for previous episodes. Find us on your podcast apps or ask Lady A or Lady G to play Blind Guy Talks Tech Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening. Catch you tomorrow.